I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block, Andrew Jump. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. What a cracking round, round 13 was. It was a bit wet and wild around Australia for those games, but geez, there were some standout performances. I'm just going to touch on a few things that stood out to me from round 13. The first thing I'm going to touch on from the weekend comes from the Thursday night game between the Dragons and the Roosters. Tristan Saylor played 5-8, and he was simply incredible. I, I, I just can't see any way that Paul McGregor can't pick this kid at 5-8 every week moving forward. He's the sort of six they need in this footy team. He's got a little bit of spark. He's got a little bit of extra about him, and he's not afraid to take a risk, and that's what they need. He's not playing your basic straight-up stick-to-the-structure footy. He wants to take teams on. He wants to win games. He's taking risk and putting his ass on the line to try and win games of footy. He has to be in this side moving forward. I'd love to see them play Clune at 7, Tristan Saylor at 6, Ben Hunt at 9 and Cam McInnes at 13. I think it could produce some really good results. They're never going to be a world beater side in 2020 but with him in the side I think they're a better footy team and I think they're more dangerous. If I'm defending against St George Illawarra I don't want Tristan Saylor in the lineup. He's just far too dangerous. The Brisbane Broncos and the South Sydney Rabbitohs is the next game I'm going to talk about. Focusing on the Brisbane Broncos, they are just done. They are so finished, it is beyond belief. I can't believe how poorly this has gone for them. The moment where Mark Nichols scored the try in the 35th minute, that was just unbelievable. That wasn't a first-grade try. That is possibly the worst try the Brisbane Broncos have ever given away in their history. The bloke wasn't even trying to score. He was trying to take a hit up and get a quick play of the ball. And he got through. Watch Damien Cook on the replay. He's not even looking at him. He's looking at where the ball's going on the next play. There was absolutely nothing on. And the thing that kills me the most, the three blokes that missed a tackle. Jake Turpin, Payne Haas, Matty Lodge. Payne Haas is their best player. Jake Turpin, you've all been telling me as soon as he gets back, everything's going to turn around. He's a fantastic hooker. He's the reason we let go of Andrew McCulloch. We don't need McCulloch because we've got Turpin. And Matty Lodge, who at the start of the year, I was being told, might have been the captain. 
and you let that try in in the 35th minute. You judge teams on that five or ten minutes before halftime. The good teams, they don't concede tries in that crucial, crucial moment before halftime. Let in the softest try I have ever seen. And on top of that, now you've got Seabold's gone out of the out of the bubble. TPJ's gone out of the bubble. No one wants to be there. I understand Seabold, it's a family issue, and that's fine. Sweet. But it just doesn't end well. If they now go out and somehow get a win against the Raiders this week, what does that say about Seabold? If they beat the Raiders this week by some form of miracle in Canberra, that night they have to sack Seabold. If he's not there for this week and then they manage to get a win, it has to be over. That club is kidding themselves if they don't change something if they get a win this week. As for Tavita Pangai Jr., I just don't understand. The club is in absolute turmoil. There is literally one rule. Stay at home. Just stay at home. You've got Uber Eats. You've got friends and family. Just stay at home. It's not hard. You've got Netflix. You've got everything. It is the easiest time in the world to stay home, and they couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. It is just selfish, selfish stuff, and it's this sort of stuff that we want to see him get out of his game on the field, and it's off the field we've got to worry about now too. That club is in absolute turmoil. It's getting worse before it gets better. I'm not sure if you remember, but about a year ago, the West Tigers beat the Newcastle Knights 40-4 to or something massive. A year later, they've completely turned the tables. And I think the really defining moment in Newcastle's season could quite possibly be the signing of Blake Green. You could see what he did for Kalen Ponga the other night. He really opened him up. And Kalen Ponga, he just put on an absolute show on Saturday night. The stuff he was doing, he's one hell of a footballer. Two tries, two try assists. He had 20 runs, 250 metres, six tackle breaks, three line breaks and two line break assists. I think he scored 170-odd in Supercoach. Just incredible stuff from Kalen Ponga. I think the other key piece in this jigsaw in, in this jigsaw puzzle for the Newcastle Knights moving forward is Kurt Mann. They need him to stay fit. They need him at nine. If he goes down, it leaves them pretty weak there. They really need Kurt Mann to stay fit. I love what they did with him the other day where they didn't take him off when Phoenix Crossland came on to play nine. He just played a roaming lock role. And this is where a natural footballer like Kurt Mann can be really dangerous. He did fantastic at 5'8 all year, but I'm still not convinced he's a 5'8". He's just a footballer. You just need to let him play. Let him connect up the middle with your Pongers, your Pierce, your Blake Green. He's a dangerous footballer. And now with Blake Green added into this side... It gives this team a little bit more stability and it opens up your Kurt Manns and your Kalen Pongers. Really dangerous moving forward for the Newcastle Knights. The late game on Saturday night saw the Penrith Panthers defeat the Canberra Raiders 28-12. And what stood out for me in this game was the points that the Penrith Panthers scored. It's only the second time from the Raiders' last 44 games. So that's essentially two seasons that they've conceded more than 24 points in a game. And the Penrith Panthers, they scored 28. A really impressive stat. I mean, when you look back at that other game, they conceded more than 24 points. It was the Sydney Roosters. I think it was in Magic Round last year. And then if you look back to the last time the Canberra Raiders conceded more than 24 points before that, it was, of course, the Penrith Panthers all the way back in 2018. Penrith Panthers, they're looking really good. They are red hot at the moment. My only worry is, is this their peak? Have they got another 15, 20% that they can go up when we get to finals footy? Because I know the Roosters and I know the Melbourne Storm do. Bit of a worry for me with Penrith. They're a young side. They're high and flying at the moment. But at the end of the day, their season starts after round 20. 
that's when finals start. And that's when the Roosters and Melbourne, they'll have their eyes on that week and they'll know their season starts. Then they're all just floating along now. It worries me that Penrith might be peaking too early. When you get into finals footy, you need another level that you need to be able to go to. I'm a little bit worried the Panthers might not have that. We'll see how they go. For me, I don't think they're going to win a premiership this year. I think over the next few years, they're going to be a huge threat, obviously. But I think they're probably 12 months away from being a real premiership's winning side. The Sunday games, the last games I'll touch on. Just for the Gold Coast Titans, I just want to point out what a game by AJ Brimson. He's a guy that's had huge wraps on him for a long time and he's had an unfortunate injury run this year. But if he's wearing the fullback jersey, you've got to think the Titans are a shot in any game they play in now. They're a tough little competitive side and AJ Brimson, he is a real footballer. The other guy I want to give a mention to is Kevin Proctor. What a try assist that was, diving over the dead ball line, hitting that ball back into play. That's the sort of desperation that the Titans are going to need over the next few years. They've got a couple of big guns forwards coming but they're young and they're going to need guys like Kevin Proctor to set the standard and that's the sort of play that sets the standard in a footy club. Fantastic effort by Kevin Proctor on that try there. As for the Cowboys, geez they're in some trouble aren't they? I was really disappointed by them on the weekend. Not quite sure what's going on there. It's um, it's a bit of a conundrum. I thought Michael Morgan he looked incredibly underdone in his first game back. I was very disappointed. I don't, I'm not sure if I've seen Michael Morgan play a worse game than that. He was all over the place and defensively He's going to get some serious traffic next week. I'm not sure who they play, but that coach will have Michael Morgan written on his whiteboard and highlighted without a doubt. The second game between the Cronulla Sharks and the Parramatta Eels. Absolutely love this game. An old-school, rainy game of footy. It was excellent. And the kicking game of four blokes, Sean Johnson, Wade Graham, Mitch Moses, and Dylan Brown in the first half. If you're a young halfback or a young footballer, a young ball player, You need to watch that first half on repeat because, unfortunately, rugby league, it's a winter game. You're going to have to play in the wet, and occasionally these days are going to come along, and you need to be ready for it. And they put on an absolute masterclass. The two guys I want to touch on, though, the first one's Dylan Brown. I've been saying for 18 months now that this kid, he plays so far above his age, it's not even funny. They say you can't put an old head on young shoulders. I don't know how they've done it, but the Parramatta Eels have done it perfectly here. This kid is an absolute freak. I think he he set up the try and he scored another yesterday, and it was his kicking game in the wet that was fantastic as well, as I mentioned earlier. He is such a fantastic footballer, and, you know, his... (laughs) He could honestly be anything over the next 10 years. He could be the best half in rugby league in 10 years' time. He has got so much ability, and his manner is just... He's so cool, calm, and collected. He's going to be a real game-changer, and I think he's going to be a real sort of trendsetter off the field. He's going to be a real revolutionary sort of guy. He's going to be like KP. All the ability, Mr. Cool off the field, I'm sure. You know, he's going to dive into vlogs and podcasts soon and have his own brand, and... Dylan Brown, he can just do anything in rugby league. He's going to be really interesting to watch. And the man that's helping him out so much is Mitch Moses. He's having a fantastic season. You can tell me that, you know, he's not having the highlights and the try assists as last year, which is fair enough. But that's not always a halfback's job. And you'll notice Mitch Moses, you know, everyone's giving crap to Blake Ferguson because he hasn't scored a try this year. That's a credit to Mitch Moses that he is just working his team to parts on the field where he takes them on on the right and then he's able to swing it back to the left and Dylan Brown has all the opportunities in the world. Mitch Moses isn't playing for himself anymore. He's playing for the Parramatta Eels and he's getting them to where they need to be. The number seven on the other side of the park, Sean Johnson. I've been pretty critical of SG and I said last week, it's all good and well to put up try assists and good stats against average bottom eight teams, but I want to see him do it against these sides. And wow, he delivered 
on Sunday. He was incredible. He, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Matty Moylan, and I'll openly admit that was possibly Matt Moylan's worst game I've ever seen him play the other day. We all have them. Matty Moylan had one the other day, and SJ, he just took his game to a new level. And it's, you know, a sort of game like that in the wet, that's the sort of game that I would have said SJ, you know, he's never going to stand up in. He's never going to be able to handle that. He doesn't have that sort of composure in his game. But yesterday, I had egg all over my face. He was fantastic. And it was summed up, I think it was in the eighth minute, uh, he put in a kick. Sorry, Wade Graham put in a kick, and Mitch Moses got a shoe to it, and it bounced up for him, and he was away down the right touch line. And Sean Johnson, you know, he could have stood back on his own 20 and watched him score that try. No one would have said anything, but it's those little extra effort areas. You can tell Sean Johnson, he doesn't want to be a what-if footballer. He wants to achieve premierships. He wants to change the optics surrounding him and he's doing a fantastic job at the moment just the way he controlled the Sharks through that game as I said about Moylan he didn't get him up, he didn't get a heap of help from his 5'8 and Johnson he just took control of that game it's so dangerous having Johnson on the right side and Wade Graham on the left they're absolutely lethal once Moylan finds form and he's not worried about that injury you could tell he was holding back yesterday they're going to be one hell of a footy side this was the team at the break they were they were 0-2. They hadn't won a game yet, and I said they're going to be wild cards for the top eight, and I think you're starting to see why. They've still got, hopefully, Andrew Fafita to come back fit. They've got Chatty Townsend to come back. This is a real footy team that you don't want to play in finals footy because they're going to have nothing to lose, and they're tough, and they've got a lot of skilled players in key positions. Watch out for the Sharkies come finals. You don't want to be playing them. The last thing I want to mention is a shout-out to Peter Vlandis. As you all know, I think he has been the best thing to have in the rugby league in a long time. The rule changes he brought in, he is able to understand the rugby league. It's not in the football business, it's in the entertainment business. And for rugby league to be able to sell for more sponsors to come on board, we need more people to be watching our game. And at the time when the world was just about on lockdown and we were going to be the only sport around, Peter Vlandis said, yep. Let's make our game more entertaining. Let's make more people watch it. He's absolutely nailed it. The rules are fantastic. And the last thing I want to compliment him on is the way he's handled this Ivan Cleary dribble. If you were going to come out and question the integrity of referees, you will get fined, and this will stop coaches and players from doing it. We need to change the standard in rugby league and the culture around finger-pointing and giving shit to referees. It's embarrassing, and we're a better game than this. Well done to Peter Vlandis. Keep stamping this shit out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.